Well, good evening, everyone, and Merry Christmas. I'm sure that many of you are excited about this weekend. Many of you probably have family or friends in town, or perhaps you have plans to uh, spend this evening with friends and family. Maybe, maybe you're, you're starting a new tradition this weekend, and you're excited to, to get to that. Maybe, maybe you've had family come in and, and you're excited to relive the old traditions that you've been a part of. Either way, it's a weekend that draws us together. It's a weekend that, that brings to us a sense of, of warmth and meaning to our hearts. One of the traditions in, in our family is uh, we gather together on a, on a certain night and we watch the movie Home Alone. I think we've been doing it for 20 years now, something like that. Um, every, every December 23rd, we get together. We call it Christmas Eve's Eve, and we watch Home Alone. Uh, the, the silliness of the movie is made profound by the gathering of our family. It has nothing to do with the movie. It has nothing to do with the the score, or the music. In fact, half the time that we're watching the movie, we're quoting it as the movie goes. It has nothing to do with the silliness of the movie. It's profound because of the gathering of our family. Ironically, to watch a movie about somebody who has been left alone. You know, as silly as it is, the reality is that while many of us have, have plans with friends and family, some of us are doing the best we can to just make it through the Christmas season. For some of us, our, our family has moved away. For some of us, our family is, is gone. And we're left maybe this year for the first time, maybe this is the, the first Christmas, or maybe it's one of many that we've had to face this holiday, this weekend, missing someone, wishing that they were here, wishing that they were present. In fact, as we were, as we were celebrating and, and worshiping a, mo- a few moments ago, I was sitting there thinking about Christmas Eve's past and the different stories that we could tell of Christmas Eve's past. One when we were crammed in a little chapel, doing the best we could with the instruments that we had, not allowed to light our candle in the chapel because we might set off the fire alarm. So we gathered outside with our candles to sing Silent Night just as the snow began to fall. And in the middle of that, My mother had gone to the car and her cane had slipped off of her foot and the engine was revving quite loudly, by the way. (laughs) Memories of Christmas Eve pasts. Loved ones who may not be with us, loved ones who may be at a distance. And even though there's people around us, we may feel just alone as Kevin did that night in the movie. 
I didn't realize it, but, but earlier this year, the U.S. Surgeon General released a report that said loneliness is a public health crisis. Did you know that? Loneliness is a public health crisis. That even before 2020, even before 2020, approximately half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness, isolation, and lack of connection. Now, we don't, we don't need to do a deep dive into the ramifications of loneliness tonight. We understand it. We understand the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual impact that loneliness has. We know what it means to feel isolated. We know what it means to feel like nobody understands and we're just all alone. When all of who we are, though, reacts so, so noticeably, something should be alerting us, shouldn't it? Something should be alerting us that, that this is not how we're supposed to live. That when our, our mental and our emotional and our physical and our spiritual state uh, is, is challenged and we react with certain emotions, maybe it's anger and maybe it's, it's fear, maybe it's, it's a, a pulling away, maybe it's just not getting out of our homes. When we're reacting in such a way, shouldn't it be cause for us to stop and say, this is not how we were meant to live? We're not meant to be alone. We're not meant to be isolated. We're not meant to be all by ourselves, untreated and and unchecked or, or not taken seriously. We begin to feel like we've been taken captive at times. Our thoughts and emotions that stem from loneliness. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt captive by being alone? And the emotions that come with that and the thoughts that play. But somewhere inside, we know we weren't created for that. We weren't created for these emotions and and these feelings. We weren't created to be disconnected. There's got to be more, right? There's got to be more. And you know what? There is. There is more. In Advent, in Advent, we remember that Jesus brings to us the wholeness and completeness that fills the brokenness in our lives, even the loneliness. That's that's why we've taken all month to stop and remember to gather around this table, to light these candles, that it would be a tangible action to remind us of the real reason of this season, the real reason of why we gather, a tangible reminder, because there are going to be moments where we're going to feel disconnected, alone, where we're going to feel like nobody understands. The beauty of this word Emmanuel that we've been thinking through all month, the beauty of this word Emmanuel is God 
with us. God with us. God didn't just come into the world. God didn't just appear on a mountain and that's it. There's, there's more to it. There's more to this Emmanuel God with us. God didn't just save us from the power and the entrapment of sin. He did, but there's more to it. There's more available. There's more for you and me to experience. God didn't just come to give us a list of rules to follow. Man, if that's what we think God is, if that's who we think Jesus is, if that's what we think religion is, man, we miss it. And maybe, perhaps, we've done a bad job communicating what it really is. God in Jesus came to be with us. The John passage that Pastor Scott read for us said it so well. John chapter 1 verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, verse 10. And verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Did you catch that? Full of grace and truth. I like how Eugene Peterson explains it in the message. In John 1.14, it says this, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Think about that. This is what we mean when we say Emmanuel, God with us. When we stop and we light candles to say that God is with us. That God has taken on flesh and blood and he moved into your neighborhood. To be with you. To be with us. To walk with us. To love us. And as we receive that, as we receive that gift, which again, Pastor Scott so wonderfully talked about this morning. We also share it. Tonight and tomorrow and this week, we've been, we've been receiving gifts and sharing gifts of no value whatsoever unless we open it and use it. God has come to us and He's moved into our neighborhood to be with us. I love the song. O come, O come, Emmanuel. As the band comes back on stage to close us out this evening, that song begins with with this line. It was the instrumental that was played for us uh, this evening. And let me encourage you, you should really look that song up. I, I, I absolutely love that song. It's a powerful song. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Look it up on on Spotify or YouTube and find your favorite version. It's, it's powerful. And the opening line, the opening line, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Ransom the captives. 
God, would you, would you come and help us in this moment? Can you hear the prayers of the people? Can you hear the cry of their heart in the middle of this song? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. God, would you do something? How many of us have said that in our lives? Maybe even this week. God, would you do something? I'm looking at where my life is. I'm looking at what's going on. I'm looking at what, are, what I want it to be. God, would you come and do something? God, would you show up? The next line of the song says, that mourns in lowly exile. That mourns in lowly exile. The writer of the song is expressing what we all know, that there are moments and seasons when we feel isolated and disconnected and lonely. And we feel like we're in exile. We feel like nobody understands. We feel like nobody cares. And we feel like nobody is there for us. But here's the good news of great joy. God has heard us. And he sent Jesus to be with us. We say it flippantly. Oh, God hears our prayers. Christmas is a time for to celebrate Jesus has come. We say it flippantly and casually, but let me ask you to just slow it down this year. God has heard you. Imagine that for just a moment. The God of the universe, the creator of all things has heard you. That moment of frustration, that moment of isolation, that time of feeling, that season of feeling disconnected, God has heard you. And he hasn't just heard you, he did something. He moved, he acted. He sent his son, Jesus, to be with us. To move into our neighborhood. Which means he understands us. He was betrayed by a friend. He was isolated from his community. He felt the desolation of being alone. He felt that. He knows when we cry out that way, he knows what it's like. The great news that we have tonight that brings us great joy is that Jesus has come to be with us. Pastor Burnt King from the Lancaster Alliance Church said it this way. The idea that Jesus is present with us means he values this creation. He looks all the way into your soul and says, you are cherished, you are valued, you are loved. This is a light for us. This is a light for us that John wrote about that shines in the darkness. It's the true light that gives light to everyone that God is with us. Have you ever said, have you ever been in that moment and you've just said, I I just need, if I could just see the light at the end of the tunnel, 
then it would be okay. Have you ever said that? Have you ever thought that? If I could just see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's going to be okay. Jesus is the light that has come to us, the true light filled with grace and truth. He's the light at the end of the tunnel that tells us that God is with us. Earlier, we lit the Christ candle to remember that Jesus has come. And so tonight, we end with our tradition of lighting a personal candle and singing Silent Night. I'd ask you to take those personal candles and before you set the pew on fire or the sweater of the person in front of you on fire, be careful. (laughs) Parents, you know. And when we're done tonight, as you exit, you can drop them in the bins that are out there in the foyer. But I want you to remember, as we light these candles tonight, we take what we've done corporately and we hold it personally. It's a light for you. For some of us tonight, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. For some of us tonight, we've been crying out and saying, I've got nothing else. I've got nowhere else to go. I've got nowhere else to turn. I'm going to come tonight just to appease because it's part of the plan. The ox roast is waiting, but I'll come tonight. And you need to know that in Christ, there's hope. There's peace and there's joy and there's love. And sometimes it doesn't get fixed automatically, but it puts us on a path of hope. Puts us on a path where we know that somebody is with us. We're not alone. We're not disconnected. We're not isolated. God is with us. And so tonight, we sing Silent Night as a reminder that in the quietness, God has come. I have a team of people who will come and help us distribute the candlelight. I'm going to ask you to do this. Remain seated as the light is passed. And then when Michael and Ashlyn see that enough people have the candles lit, they will invite you to stand and join us as we sing. But as the light has passed, tonight, perhaps for the first time, I invite you to say this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, be near me. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Would you forgive my sin? And would you lead me on the path that I need? And for some of us, we need another prayer. 
that says, forgive me for straying. It's time to come home and start a new tradition this Christmas and to be reminded with this light that Christ is for us. If our team would come forward.
the light of Christ from one candle to another is shared with the world. Tonight we celebrate that. As you go this evening, remember that this light is our hope, that we're not alone, that there are people around us that carry the same light and that Christ himself is that light for us. We rejoice in that this evening, this weekend in all that we do, and in this moment of silence reminded of how much God loves us. Merry Christmas, everyone. Would you please extinguish your candle? From all of us here at First Alliance Church to all of you, Merry Christmas. Have a great weekend. Celebrate with family and friends.